I gotta go with the mercy kill, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not wasting my herbs. Monsters, Steel for Humans, Mike for Podcasting Show, where me, the host, Ryan, and the Traveller, the voice that seals the darkness, the catkeeper of Blaviken, Carl, break down, get, no, we get super geeky, and then break down in depth our experiences in the magical world of <laughs> video games, worlds of video games. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Carl. Hello, mate. To another Silver for Monsters podcast, mate. Of course, our last one was Madame and Dan, which was very good. And um, we move on to a game that we started long before Madame and Dan. Um, so long ago. And the rundown for that is that we will be talking today about Spiritfarer, which is um, I'm not. I really struggle to decide what category of game it would be, but it's a kind of two D side scrolling farming, uh, emotional experience um that's as close as i'm gonna get so Carl, like a platformer story yes with resource management yes definitely pretty much hefty resource management so <laughs> carl you crack on with the uh with the patreon and then we'll move straight into uh again i will say just as my little thing at the start of silver monsters if you haven't played spirit Fairer, you may not be able to complete it, but just uh, go and go in, um, and and give it a go. Especially the f the first couple of hours of that game are really really fantastic. Um, but yes, just if not, then then tune in because it may inspire you to play it because it certainly is a very good game. For sure. So, everyone listening, we all love you. Um, we do actually have a Patreon if you want to support us further in the future, creating content at www.patreon.com forward slash pixie podcast we have free fan tabby dozy levels of membership and you can support the show help us make it to the next level see it to believe it see it to believe it carl so spirit Ferrame, my notes are the most convoluted i've ever seen for this <laughs> uh, because i started not only halfway down the page but i ended up just sprawling all over the place i've got arrows going in different directions and all sorts mate it's even worse than the uh than the control ones mate Oh no! So, the, my control notes are just the scribblings of a madman. <laughs> yeah, defo. But the, the for me, these are the scribblings of a madman, mate. A man going mad as the game went on. I tell you that. That's for sure. So straight from the off, mate. My first thing I have written down is water. Beautiful art style. Yeah, really clean. it's, yeah. it's got like um, that sort of pencil-drawn quality, but really tidied up and HD-ified. Yes, it it's very Disney. Or Studio mm. Ghibli. Yeah. And it's... It is, it's just a very, very clean... And to be honest, it, it looks a lot better moving than it does in screenshots. Screenshots yes. do not do it justice at all. Definitely. Definitely. And it's it's very... It, it's just, like, charming and cute. Yeah. And that's just, like, what you get straight from the off. So, so just to set the scene for anybody who hasn't played is that you are a you are greeted by this horrific looking spirit fairer and a spirit fairer's job is just to to ferry spirits from this 
kind of limbo that you appear to be in to the Eberdor, which is the end, the the next the next place you go to when you fully fully die. These are like spirits that are unsettled or feel like they they still have to have uh, I, I, in a way more living to do before they are ready to 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 move on and. Yeah, so you are uh, you are greeted by this super sketchy, massive. Um, he looks like exactly like the um, if you've ever seen Muppets: A Christmas Carol, he looks yeah. like the ghost of future or whatever it is in that the big, scary, hooded kind of like like a fat Nazgul. That, um, that's a pretty good comparison, fat Nazgul. Definitely. Yes, yeah, it's what he looks like, and he has such a cool like. Although everything you read, everything in this game, so it's all like text based. But like, if you talk to someone, like, so say if I spoke to Carl, uh, it would all come up in text, but you'd hear Carl's actual voice go, "Hmm," and then he would talk. Like, so there's like a little bit of like an audio cue when they start to talk, so you get like a feeling of what their personality or voice is like. And um, yeah, so so straight from the off, this game is just so charming. And the second thing I have written down for myself is is uh the deer the first spirit you meet gwen yes gwen and yeah. and she's a doll whatever yeah she was ace and the, the specifically the fact that obviously you are you are aboard a ship and your ship is your your vessel and you have this little ever light which is like a little golden orb that that is what makes everything run it, it's what creates all the different tools that you use and it is what powers the boat and everything else and you're on this boat and you meet this this deer uh who you know from your previous life as well which is interesting and you this is where like it just immediately got me of being cute because you can just like you can cuddle the deer and it's like big on hugs this game and i just there's a remember lot of, like there's a lot of touching and hugging in this game definitely and and um and and it basically just to just to continue on the on the sort of like just i, I think i'll just break it down quick carl which is like you end up taking the spirits aboard you then the spirits then the mechanic with the spirits is that they are have like happiness levels and you have to look after them a bit like a sim you have to feed them you have to cuddle them you have to do their requests and so on and so forth which you'll hear about more throughout the podcast and then you also have to it, for that food you need to farm it um for their resources for whatever they request you have to also farm those resources and so on and so forth and then once they are ready you then take them to the other door and that's the full story and each one of them has a, a distinct narrative that's different from the rest and that's what it makes this is so great about this game because it's so varied in so many ways but that's the general consensus before we move on so carl what have you got written down about the start mate or or early doors so the game is fairly open-ended about how you approach it i found because me and you were doing stuff in totally different order yep um, you literally can just sail around the map and there's about, what, 12, 13 spirits in the game? Yep. Each with their own like unique quest and personality and little quirks and thing, uh, little jobs they can do on the ship as well if you keep them happy. Mm -hmm. um, my favourite, or one of my favourites, was Atoll, the giant blue frog who you... You didn't like him, did you? No, at all, didn't I? I didn't, mate, all the time. So he was always banging on about giving him fried chicken. He's just banging on about everything all the time, mate. And then but he's so he's, chill, mate. The he only gets thing, along with everybody. The only thing I like at all for, and and that this was literally my whole story of at all, the only reason I liked him is because he would just eat as many fucking cockles or shells that i cooked up he'll eat as... whatever you give him mate. He, loves <laughs> yeah. he loves it which actually has like a cute little meaning at the end of why he's so like has attachment to food um mm. but but yeah so so atul was really cool 
um he, he was like cool when i first met him but it like again the problem one of the problems with this game is that if someone requests something uh which again depending on the kind of gamer you are um i'm the kind of gamer where if someone tells me to do something as i've mentioned with carl in conversation about uh, breath of the wild one of the things i don't like about breath of the wild is that they sort of tell you to do something and you have to just find it yourself or stumble across it and that is frustrating for me but i prefer to have the yellow marker on the map that i go and run to and then find oh, it yeah i'm the opposite um, that's where that's where this game gr like grinded on me just a little to begin with because when atul wanted me to find things i just like me and the, the wiki for this game we were like best mates straight from the off and like i just because I'd, I'd give it a go i'd go around i'd like you know look at all the shops or what was needed and stuff and i just have to end up doing stuff like it, just to give a, a tiny insight into that is that like well, the reason that Atul would do my head in is because he wanted fried chicken. I got the fucking chicken. I then cooked it and it only made like grilled chicken. So he didn't want that. And then I had to then find out how to get fat because it just says fat. It doesn't say oil or anything or any any way of how to get it. And then I, I then had to go on to to grow sunflowers then I had to pick the sunflowers into sunflower seeds, and then I had to get myself a crusher, which is a is a like a, again another thing to to highlight about the ship is that the ship is a is the house for for your housing. It's also where you have your farms and where you have your things to make ingots and your like like all oh, different. Oh, dude! By the end of it, your ship looks crazy. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just like, like a three story small village yes, on a floating ship pretty much like all industry you know yeah. uh, all different things like you can chop your wood you can do your linen threading and all that kind of stuff on your ship on all these little shops that are all all happen to be requests of your uh, crew so so what annoyed me was that i had to have a crusher which needed very specific <laughs> loot from an yeah. area from an area of the map i couldn't get to and the only way to get to that area of the map was to get very specific loot to and also to get people through the everdoor to be able to get spirit flowers to be able to buy the upgrade to be able to go through the thing to be able to get the things for the crusher so yeah and that's that's one of my notes is a lot of the side quests and even some of the main quests on this game you you're always like missing a piece of the puzzle to progress mm -hmm. And all the quests are like stacking up and you're like, I can't finish that one. I can't finish that one because there's all this like weird loot and you don't know where it comes from. Yeah. And uh, then there's this like point in the latter stages of the game where you start getting all the missing puzzle pieces and just layering it on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, right now I can build the crusher to make the oil yes. to fry the chicken to help at all. And it all sort of steamrolls then yep. right at the end. And what annoyed me about it all was the fact that he's he's a super happy-go-lucky spirit who is in the embodiment of a, a nice, happy, friendly frog. And there was two things that annoyed me the most about him. One was that there's a lot. One of the each individual spirit has like an an individual like. Um, or some of them, I think most of them, have like an individual thing where there's like these events you can go through on a map. And yeah. that event might be like a storm cloud and like a tools thing is that he can play the flute, which is super cool the first time you do it as well. And you can run around and collect like lightning in a bottle, which is yet another thing you need to farm. So you need to go to these events to farm certain things from these events and stuff like that. But every single time I went through a rain cloud, he was like, aha! and like got me to go and fucking talk to him and i was like i don't want to do it mate i've got so much glass and i've got so much thing in a bottle lightning in a bottle i never need any more mate but i didn't never had that option to just be like dude just like like just pass by it straight away you have to like go yeah, you do man you were probably pressing x too fast 
I, no, you, I, I can say no to him, yeah. but I still had to like walk up to the store oh, right. and then go and talk to him and then say, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Then go back down and carry on the ship. It wasn't just yeah, like... Yeah, because the ship actually stops, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, yeah. it stops every single time you, you can potentially do an event or not. And then, of course, he was... What, what was annoying me was I had identified what I needed to be able to get to get a tool what he wanted. But I couldn't do it until I could get past this fog, this different part of the map I had to get to. And it just frustrated mm. me that he kept banging on at me all the time about getting it. He was like, don't forget. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm bending over backwards here for you to get this goddamn oil for your fried chicken, mate. And you just, every single time I walk past you, you're like, don't forget. I'm like, I, I've not forgot, <laughs> mate. Like, you are the driving force in me going from place to place right now, mate. And it, you know. Uh, so anyway, that was the only reason. That was the only thing I didn't like at all. But definitely, his the way that his story rounds up is really cute and nice, mm. and and it, and it becomes. Um, he actually has different ways, doesn't he, of, of of leaving the ship, which is cool. Oh, does he? See, he was probably with me the longest yes. out of all the spirits, which is cool because it was um, it's he's your uncle in spirit form, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Which is cool to begin with, because the first couple of spirits you meet are, like, attached to the main character, which is... Oh, God, what's, what's her name? Stella. Stella. Uh, so they're actually... I thought that as I went through, I was like, oh, my God, are these going to be people... Like, all of them going to be family members or people that I know? Because, of course, Gwen and Atul are the first two you meet, or the first two I met. And I and I think they're all... They're people that Stella has at least had a small encounter with uh, mm-hmm. in her life and made an impression on her. Um, to, so to back to my um, random notes, I've got little cat moments early on. The, the <laughs> You have a little cat that follows you around. And this is where later on in the game, I'll be talking about how Amy joined me later on and became the cat on two player after Carl allowed me to know that that was the case. And what was really funny was that Luke let me borrow a control that's plugged in, Xbox control. And when I plugged it in, obviously it immediately activates the cat. And I kept trying to walk places. And I was like, why won't the screen come with me? I was like, yeah. the screen won't come with me. It's so <laughs> annoying. And then it turns out that it's just because I had another control and it was controlling the cat. <laughs> but you can cuddle the cat, which is really cute. You can sit places with the cat and stuff. And it's like your little friend that follows you around. And it's just like all the animations are really adorable and really cute on the cat and stuff like that. Um, Having an adorable cat in the game is a good way to like make me give it bonus points straight yes, away. Yes, definitely, yeah. Yeah, even for me, man, I'm I'm a big cat lover for sure. And uh yeah, it's just, it's just like straight from your office super cute and it's your little buddy, your little friend. Um I love the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was great. Again, yes. quite quite concise, quite cute. It had its dramatic moments as well. Yes, definitely. And I love like the sounds when you go near the Everdoor and stuff. It's like the whole like the sound design of the game is great. Like everything feels really nice and sounds really nice. Like whether you're pulling stuff out of the ground if you're farming or whether you talk to people or whatever, it's just really nice. Yeah, the game knows its um, art as well. That like uh, the big moments and when you go somewhere really like amazing looking. Mm-hmm. the screen will pull right out so that you can have a big look around the ship or what yeah or, definitely you know whatever's going on it really uh i got some pretty good screenshots because it's just it gives you those opportunities to stand and sort of be like wow you know especially um one of the events is where it's like raining meteors and it's like fireworks yeah, that's so beautiful and stuff and the whole ship is just like flashing different colors and yep. the music's all like flighty and then from that you get 
like comet rocks or whatever you need to do this yeah, and stuff like that. But it's all like such it, a spectacle to see. Yeah, it's very difficult it's to nice. explain, but it's like it really like it's it's an explosion of like color and sound and like it's very mm-hmm. sensory, um, which is which is really nice. Uh, another thing I have written down, Carl. Uh, just just like because i'm trying to stay near my like early game stuff is um like finding out people's muses like finding out what the individual spirits like and don't like is it i thought was a great mechanic and i really liked like yeah and it's all trial and error like try feeding them this they're like oh i don't like coffee because stimulants don't like i don't like stimulants and then like they might like posh food or they might like simple food or they might like all sorts it's it's crazy yeah no, I, I did enjoy uh, a few of their quirks. Yeah. Like, um, who's the cat? Astrid. Yeah. And she doesn't like fancy food because nope. she, you know, she's like, oh, that's just needless frivolity sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> just give me a plain bowl of rice, you know, yeah, like I one of the common so much people. Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's nice that, that like each... So then, of course, as we were on about with a tool earlier, because he loves food so much, you can give him anything. But then other people become really picky and, like... Oh, and Mickey. Friggin' hell. I, I was getting annoyed with Mickey, mate. Is Mickey the... The, the ox. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the, the bird. little bird friend. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into the, to, to those guys later on. They They... <laughs> They were they were interesting for me too, um, <laughs> great like a great a different look at like because each like I really can't stress enough each individual character in this game is so so wildly different from the others, but because they are living like coexisting and stuff. Another thing that can happen is they can be sad because like at all he's very very helpful. He goes around the ship. He like fixes up things and stuff like that. And um, but then again, what Astrid didn't like is the fact that she was like annoyed by her tools banging because he yeah, because he would shoot like she's trying to doing... sit and read a book and he's yeah. there hammering planks on her window. Yeah, and definitely, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that, which is nice. Um, okay, another thing I've got is like the map navigation. I thought was quite cool the way that worked. I thought that was pretty decent. Um, yeah, I, I thought I... it was good. Obviously, I'm used to like really highly interactive sailing experiences yes and this game is a lot more this is such a nice sit down and chill game yeah like if you've got a lot of time to invest it's super cute it makes you feel warm and fuzzy but um it really lets you take a back seat to gaming in a way like once you've set your destination you can just sit and fish chat to your little creature friends and feed them and there's always stuff to do yeah during the journey which i found myself uh, doing a couple of times where i was like at a dock i would like because every time you go to somewhere you sort of dock yourself up there and then you can take your little rowboat to the actual place and it changes scene when you do that the I found myself like if I was at a dock and I was doing stuff that would be useful on a journey, I'd like almost like slap myself on the wrist and go like, nope, don't yeah, do exactly. this until get, I've set myself a destination. Yeah, getting on the move and then doing all your chores while you're waiting to get there. Yeah, and the ship is yeah is just it's hard work at times. There's, it feels this game uh, feels like work. There's upgrades to make everything speedier and quicker, but of course you've got to collect the resources in the first place to mm-hmm. get get those upgrades yeah and then i was we were joined for in my playthrough me at all and gwen were joined by the snake i love the snake uh, 
Summer, she's really, really nice, and she teaches you that you can play a really lovely tune on your tune on your guitar and make plants grow faster out of the ground. So there are things they put in place to make things faster if you desperately need them. Um, and she also takes you to a dragon, which is again like just on first sight. Because I, I guess one of the things that I have to interject here with is that because some of these things, like the events, like the dragons, like the um. Uh, the, the various things we'll talk about as we go along that because these are farming tools later on in the game being Carl is slightly desensitized to them i think but like definitely when you first experience some of these like the first time a tool plays the thing and you can get lightning in the bottle and stuff like it's really like majestic and like like Carl said earlier on like really like um artistic and beautiful and there's and there's something just in that Carl, you there yeah oh sorry um <laughs> I, I it was just a second ago my screen went blank and i was just like worried that you disappeared oh no i i'm still um, I'm still existing mate <laughs> but yeah like when i first saw that dragon was just like oh my god that's so cool what did you think of that yeah it was uh something to behold isn't it it's like mm-hmm. two or three times the height of your ship yeah um and like you say they all the first time you do each of them like you end up doing all of this quite a lot if you want to get the higher upgrades, but yeah, the first time definitely makes you like what. So the dragon sort of like like uh, summer talks about a dragon, the snake, and then you you go and find the dragon, and it comes out of the water, and it's like and it like keeps hold of your ship and won't let you move, but it's got like an, a type of ore almost like embedded in its head. Mm. um which again there's a little like i have a little bit of a funny thing um i'm not sure whether it's like i have i have that whatever that thing is that if people don't like holes they can't handle holes in people's oh, faces tri- and stuff triporophobia or something yeah like i have that and i really like so like you know like the the witch one of the witches that has a weird holy eye and um witcher like really no, messes I, really... I was that's the first thing i thought of was a little yeah. beehive eye. yeah that's yeah. it like that really messes with my mind but like mm-hmm. that's where like there was certain times this game bothered me and made me a bit like itchy scratchy in regards to that so like when the dragon mm. has the stuff like attached to its head like another thing i really struggle with just randomly on a tangent about me is that like you know in, in pirates of the caribbean when the guys have all the cockles on their heads and shit and their faces yeah. like i really want to just pick them all off <laughs> so like that really bothers me um which which like again will will lend itself to spirit fair in just a second so like you have to go on the dragon like jump onto it like platformy and then you have to like, use your pickaxe to like get the ore off the dragon's head and stuff mm-hmm. which like in the end is really satisfactory because the dragon like is all like happy and not like all like sad because it's got all this shit all over it and then you it's like a little mini game each one of these events like little mini games and then um yeah so so also along with that is the fact that the ship picks up like barnacles as it goes mm-hmm. and man that would do my head in because it's like picking a bogey mate like i couldn't leave it <laughs> i just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't leave it, mate. It's just too mate, by the end of it, my my ship was more barnacle than ship. Really? So like, you just didn't bother with them? I did occasionally, like because you can get scallops and stuff to feed at all and that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it didn't bother me nearly as much as it sounds like it bothered you. Oh dude. mate, it was so annoying. It was just like every little, just like like I say, just like a a, a little scab or a, a bogey. You just need to pick, mate. It was just like, oh, I'd get that off the ship, get off the sh- get that off the ship. And like I said, I don't I'm know. Requesting I... if if anyone from Rare and Sea of Thieves can we have a skin for Pez that is just <sighs> riddled with crusty barnacles mate, and seaweed, I can't, mate. Li- literally, even you just saying that makes me like, <laughs> mate, I hate it. Um, 
so yeah uh i thought that the fishing was was um was <laughs> the way you fish looks just like the dreamworks <laughs> oh god yeah 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 i nearly lost my rag with uh yellow fin tuna mate it took oh. about 10 minutes to reel again in. if it wasn't thanks to the wiki i never would have got through fishing yeah. for tuna so you, you normally fish, you just like flick it, flick the the fishing rod off the end, and then and then pull them in like normal, like you would imagine any kind of fishing simulation. But with tuna specifically, you have to pull, then let go, then pull, then let go. But again, this game tells you fucking nothing, so you just have to work that out or look on the wiki, let me. Uh, the rod turns slowly red, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. That's when you got to ease up. Yep. But yeah, as far as fishing mini games go, I think nearly every game I play. At the moment, has a fishing mini game apart from Destiny. Yeah. Although that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, deep sea fishing, right? deep uh, deep uh, space fishing. Yeah. But as far as fishing games go, it was it was pretty cool. I did it for a bit. It's a good way to pass the time. Yeah, definitely. And that's what this and game. Also, how I found my favorite character in the game. Oh, okay. How uh, how did you do that? Uh, Stanley, I fished up a mysterious seed. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, folks, you plant this seed, and I had no idea what it was going to be. I thought it was just some kind of mega vegetable. Yes. And it grows into a mushroom, and then when the mushroom matures, it's an actual little, like, mushroom person. That or you like, pull out you, the ground. Yeah, you pull him out, and it's a little little boy spirit in the form of a mushroom, and oh my mm -hmm. god, he's adorable. He is uh, pretty I want to adopt him. Yeah, he's definitely a, a cute a highlight, little cute highlight, that's for sure. Yeah, um, definitely the the character whose story uh, touched me the most, mm, like emotionally. I I didn't feel as attached to 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 his story. I thought that it was cool. I thought that it like it resonated. Um, I just yeah, I I just thought it was it was like it was cute. Yeah, I did. I think I uh, being a dad. Yes, um, definitely. And his uh, personality. Mm -hmm. was uh, very similar to my son yeah that's cool <laughs> that's cool that has that emotion res like like resonates with you in that way it's really nice um so so we'll, we may as well uh we'll crack on through the characters and the more like overarching story shall we call um yeah so just individual thing like one thing about a tool before we move on from him is that I he asked me for popcorn once and I gave him popcorn and then he talks about how like he loved he loved like he, he sitting with his kids and watching movies and eating popcorn mm. and it's like a really like there's lots of sobering moments in this game where like you'll just be so used to like people just being like oh thank you and then you're carrying on and then something sudden will happen like that and it really gets like emotionally intense and then he's yeah. like i miss my kids i miss being with them i guess but then says like oh i guess i have to be here now with you which is like quite full on yeah it's basically each of them slowly coming to terms with or realizing that you know they need to let go which is such a strong hard to deal with message presented yeah. in such a cute way definitely like, um but yeah it does get bloody real sometimes um some characters more than others because there's a couple that i couldn't wait to see just go to be honest Definitely, yeah. <laughs> but, but i think they were deliberately written that way yeah for like sure. what what was the black lion spirit called again oh i can't remember oh uh giovanni yeah 
Giovanni. Couldn't stand him, mate. Irritating oh, really? the hell out of me. See, that was that was a bit different for me. I didn't mind Giovanni because uh, obviously you, you find Astrid first to give mm-hmm. a bit of context on Giovanni, who's a female lion, and then you have to go and find the male lion that she's looking for. And then that's another mechanic is you go and find these like giant turtles that are like, um, I don't know, like weird beings that are also gossipers, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then she goes like, oh, I know that. that you know, she's almost like, I know that bitch. Like she'll be able to tell where, he, where Giovanni is and stuff. And it's really, it's really funny. And then you find Giovanni. And he comes on the ship, and then of course you end up finding out that he cheats on Astrid. Yeah, he's a total womanizer, and I yes. don't know why, but in my head he had the voice of Antonio Banderas. <laughs> really, <laughs> really, yeah. For like me, a real like puss in boots. For me, of. he was more like he had like a sort of scar-like voice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so wow. he's a little bit more kind of like. Yeah, hello, kind of like <laughs> I'm Giovanni, and no, that was like a logica, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool again because any kind of text-based stuff you just create, yeah. like, you apply your own character to it, which is great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was it. So what? What was it about him, Carl? What that I didn't like? Yeah. Ah, oh, he was just like cheating all over the place on Astrid, and she was like kind of sweet, hmm. and I just found him really smarmy, and then I got um really suspicious of him as well because when you make each character happy like i said earlier they have little jobs they can do or like little things that they do for you little uh, they give you gifts and stuff and he's just always showing up to you and being like hey pretty little lady i got you a handful <laughs> of jewels don't ask where i got them yeah. you know and it's just like where are you finding all this jewelry I felt like the like, li- the whole lion story was a highlight for me. Probably my favorite out of it. Really? Um, if if I had to say, um, yeah, I think I think they were they probably were my favorite in regards to like how the work you done for them like applied to the story. So I like the fact mm-hmm. that like. Um, one of the things that Astrid asked you to do is like check on what Giovanni's up to and then you follow him at night and he like, s- like scoots off to some weird place in the ship you can't get to and you're like what the fuck is he up to and then you follow him around and have to follow him and find out that he's cheating on her and stuff like that which I thought was just mm-hmm. like mechanically really great that's where like other things like other people's stories may have meant more to me like in regards to the, the brevity of them but yeah. the what what I liked about the line story is that it lent itself to the gameplay the best because it was always like go and do this and go and do that and like okay, little like, little mean. tasks like that which I really liked and I like the fact that like so so each time you bring a spirit to the Everdor, it there is like a a little section that it gives you of like that spirit has almost like a monologue of like this has been my life this is this is what life means to me in a way yeah it's literally their final speech isn't it yeah before they go through the Everdor. And then you get to give them a nice little hug at the end, which is always really cute. And they can range from being like intense, kind of um, uh, what's it, existential crisisy. They can be mm-hmm. like that, or they can be like as simple as like I lived my life with no regrets, which is actually why I like Giovanni in the end. I'll I'll hand it to him; he's unapologetic till the end, and yes. sort of explains his behaviour of just yep. being like, you know, I nearly died in the war mm-hmm. and i you know saw my friends die and stuff and i just promised myself i would always live life to the full and not miss out on anything yeah and which i is, did that which and is cool yeah, 
see you later suckers like, yeah that's it yeah yeah like and he and he's but he's also quite cute and says that like astrid was always like the apple of his eye mm. and and he was like oh, i always loved astrid i loved the i loved her fire i loved her flame and all this as he's like sort did of on the way out. did he um yeah no sorry not and then and then ended up uh yeah then he ends up leaving which is which is cool because each each time you do that with a different person it means different things so like um i've got written down it, it's like a really cute moment when you go to um the parents on on the lake with Gwen. Mm. What do you feel about Gwen's kind of story? Gwen was a weird one. A because it happens so early on. Yeah. And like by the time you get to the end, Gwen's almost a faded memory. Mm-hmm. You, you just you just keep walking past her empty house on your ship, which by the way is like one of the most heartbreaking parts of this game is every time somebody leaves their house stays empty and full of these spirit flowers and stuff so that by the end of the game you're basically floating around a giant mausoleum albeit a very like pretty one Mm -hmm. but yeah um gwen's one i don't know really she's probably the most closely connected to stella as in like they grew up and hung out together all the time yeah and I just, there's no real kind of sense of resolve for Gwen, I didn't think. No. It, it was just kind of a like, well, I've tried all my life to, you know, see my dad in a different light or whatever, but, you know, I still think he's a jerk, but... <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's something that this game explores really nicely about the fact that, yeah. like, sometimes people can leave unresolved. Sometimes people can leave totally resolved. Sometimes people mm. can leave afraid. Sometimes people can leave because they they feel it's right. Um, Alice was a particularly hard one. The hedgehog? Yeah. Who starts to go a bit senile? Yeah. And you have to, like, start helping her around... She gets all frail. You got to take her out to the prow of the ship every morning to just stand in the sun and that. Yeah, I left and, her there uh, all night one night. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and I came the oh next morning god. and she was like, "Oh my god, you left me here all night." And I was like, Who "Oh shit!" shit. Mate, I was I'm like, "Calling shit. the cops." Wait, I was like, "Shit!" I fucking forgot about it, and I and just like was oh, just like, "Oh, wow. night time." And then I, I came back out and I was like, "Oh my god, has she been there all night?" And then like I walked up to her and was, she was like, "You left me here all night." I was like, "Oh my god!" And oh then she, wow. And then she was like, um, can you just walk me back to my to my thing? And I was like, yeah, no worries. Uh, but yeah, so so what's really nice about her story is that like, uh, uh, there's something that Carl said to me uh, off the podcast again where, where he was like, it's really cute because she starts off as this kind of like cute old lady. And then she hits this random point where she's like, oh, you know, I just want to live. I just want to live for a, for a day and go out and see the world and take it all in and go on an adventure like I used to when I was young. And then that's when the, like, suddenly it hits her being old, which is a really, really beautifully told. Mm. And um, then she, uh, to watch the changes in her, it gets really difficult. Like, yep. it, it literally feels she like goes you're, through, you're like, caring Alzheimer's. for your mum or grandma that's going through that kind of thing you know yeah but um the her journey back to the everdor because she starts confusing you for her granddaughter alice or something because you're wearing the same hat and that and then i think one of the last things she says to you is like um because she's playing like talking along the whole time that you are alice and at this point you're just sort of playing along 
And then right at the end, she just goes, oh, you're not Alice, are you, dear? And gives you a cuddle. And it's just yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, which is fun. That's pretty rough. And, and it's cool that they, again, as a mechanic, you have to go and change your clothes to, like, she says, like, oh, Alice has a red hat. And you go and change your hat to red. So yeah. you, like, almost impersonate Alice to make sure that she's comfortable with you and stuff. Yeah, just to keep her, like, ticking along kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's really cute that, like, yeah, she, like, she physically disintegrates and then mentally disintegrates and then she's like look i i want to go now and you're like okay that's fine and then you take her and yeah and again like the way she sort of has that little moment of like being herself again just for a little tiny bit before she goes is um is nice and it's like a little it's certainly an, an, an insight a lot of this is an insight into being old there's a lot of like references to the body breaking down but the mind still being alive in this game and stuff like that and the sadness that 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 comes with yeah. that um and there's there's loads of lessons about that but but for sure her specifically really felt like a story of like an old person which again leads on to a lot of stuff that i've got to talk about with um with the overarching story that's for sure before we round up but one thing there are a couple of things i just have to to dive into before we carry on with the characters carl mm -hmm. is just like little little things like um there's like this little tour guide you meet on an island which is well funny and like yeah. so so as you go to these different islands spirits are like these kind of like uh cylinder shape hu like people and they don't look like people they're just like eyes and they have these like steaming heads as if like there's like a spiritness coming off them it's like, like soul a ghost. flames yeah. yeah and and uh the ones the the spirits that you find start like that and then they have like a specific um like spirity thing above their head that makes them look a bit like an animal that's how you know that they're one of the people you have to take onto the ship and then you end up taking them onto the ship and then they do like a beautiful transformation thing into one of the animals that you look after but like usually there's just loads of spirits around on the islands just doing their little bit and some of the writing at those points is just fucking excellent yeah there's it's... a lot of quirky humor hidden yes away. definitely lots of like little funny moments like there's two of them that are looking over a bridge and they're like we're trying to spit down at the fucking boats below and <laughs> Yeah. like there's there's another one where you meet the bird and he is a um before you turn him into the bird and put him on your ship he's like a, a an activist for equal pay on this yeah. on this uh what's it called again dead end job island or something in it or something like that is called uh, bottom line corp yeah that's it bottom yeah. line corp or whatever it is and you need to go and convince the boss to like allow his employees so like the it's weird because the spirits seem to like live actual lives in this world which is cool um, yeah, it's literally like, yeah, I'm not sure what the Everdor is then. Whereas, because like, does that mean that the place where you spend the majority of the game is limbo? And Everdor is like true. I see. This is where this is where the game. Yeah, this is where the game then like it hits this kind of gray area for me where I'm not sure whether basically my thesis is that stella is very much alive and mm -hmm. that this game is a metaphor for her working in an old people's home that's interesting but uh, right near the end it pretty much clarifies what's happening to stella what's that that this whole 35 40 hour long game is happening in Stella's dying breaths in hospital. Yeah. Um and that she 
doesn't want to let go and all the people that have touched her emotionally in her life or she's connected with she's before she goes she's like making peace with them all um do you think yeah because hades hades by the way is a giant owl yeah so so after you after you um (laughs) to give a bit bit more context again after you get rid of uh, a certain amount of spirits yeah you are visited in like a a really cool thing that like you you it's like a little platformy section where you can like play these little bits of tunes that allow you to see into like stella's real life yeah and then your pieces of the puzzle there doesn't it then you're confronted by a giant black-eyed owl that is hades that talks to you which is cool and it sort of alludes to the fact that you'll meet again and yeah. she's not ready and yeah and she needs to keep spirit that. And then one of the final conversations i had with hades in my playthrough uh was just you know he was like are you doing this out of selfishness because you're mm-hmm. not ready to let go yeah um so you know you're just sort of hanging on or is this true altruism and you just want to make sure that everyone you've ever cared about gets to where you're gonna go you know so you don't leave them behind see i thought it was i i thought it was more so like uh, maybe even being in an old people's home with these people could be and that that each individual person you came across was like an individual spirit that that like let's say she's less so a, a a carer like a young carer but actually like you're in a room with a bunch of different old people and you go and talk to them about their lives and then as each person you speak to as an old person as an old stella say in the real in the real life um yeah you, you then like almost put their mind at rest by everything that's happened in their mind and then then get then they go uh that's that's more so my vein of thinking so i thought that when when hades says that stuff to you where he's like are you saying goodbye to them or are they saying goodbye to you? Yeah. And that was like where they, he puts that on you where it's like, oh, okay, like, uh, am I dying or are they dying? He does mention that Stella's body is failing her and she knows it. Yeah. And, you know, when you see those uh, little snapshots of her life, yes, all the spirits are like colour-coded, aren't they? Yeah. So, like, you can tell all oh, the green spirit, that's Buck and the pinkish spirit it was Gwen and yeah. Stella's the yellow one yeah because she's the only one that's in like and all she of looks them. like herself in it yeah too. and like she's, an older version. she wears big sun hats yes similar to her star hat she's wearing yeah which is cool um and then yeah one of the final pieces of the puzzle I saw was Stella in one of those like um uh you know the adjustable hospital beds yeah same with like her sun hat or yeah because you only you only you only you're only able to do these things like three times these little insights into who seller mm. is which is why i think it it's nice because it creates that kind of mystery um and that's where uh yeah yeah so it's f- for me it just felt like it was there was lots of metaphors for lots of different things and i understand oh, what, i understand metaphor what you're, heavy this game. yeah and i understand what you're saying about um it, it's really cool that that you that you've like opened my mind a little bit to to perhaps something i didn't pick up on as well with it um with it being that perhaps it's that stella doesn't want to let go Mm. which is that's the way i read it yeah Um, which is an interesting thought um yeah and deep again so 
I another thing that, that I have written down just before we get into the weeds of like nearer the end of the game and more of the spirits is whoever made this game is the a team of people who when they open a drawer and there's just so many wires in there and they're all so tangled that they would revel in that <laughs> and that they would then open it up and just they take sit and take every yes. one of those wires back through to the start and yeah. they would take such joy in it yeah and that's something that doesn't appeal to me as much and that's where i really struggled with this game especially in the pretty much from the the last two thirds of it first third mm. i was on board the last two thirds of it and this is where the game and i just want to stop off at this car because i know we feel the same way about this quite a bit and i just wanted to stop off before we got to the sort of the overarching theme of the game which i think is a lot more uh heavy and sure. stuff so so i just want to sort of get the let's say there's just the negative part out of the way so i really dislike some of the farming in it i really disliked the lack of direction i really didn't uh, it just it felt to me more like work than playing a video game half the time and i was just like especially at the end and this is the biggest testament is right at the end i they basically haiti said look you can come and fucking and, and i'll put you through the through the the everdor which we'll talk about in a sec, and I and you will finally meet me, and you can put yourself sorry through the other door, and sort of Stella can move on, <clears throat> which you don't have to have completed all of the spirits to have done. And I I ended up getting to the point where I just had just the bird on my ship, and he was ready to go, and I was like, this is really nice. I just need to pop off and get one more thing for him to build his last thing. Yeah, and I found another spirit, which was the dog. <laughs> Oh god, the other dog. And and I found the dog and I literally like Amy was next to me and I literally went, Fuck this, I can't do it. I can't I can't go through another spirit again. Like and, and I think that that is where the game just lets itself down a little bit in just literally obviously it's all subjective and if it's like I say if you're the person who opens a drawer and likes going through all the wires and everything else yeah. th this game will appeal to you so much and also and you have to bear in mind anyone that's listening is me and Ryan were trying to get this done so that we could talk about it with yeah. you guys yeah and I'm not sure the game was ever intended to be played that way yeah <laughs> like, but, but even if you've got time to sit down and chill for a few yeah. hours every night and you just love this kind of thing but i feel like we really took our time with it and we really played it at a measured pace mate. i don't like... know mate I, I maybe like four or five real power gaming sessions yeah and i normally i relish side quests and things yes. like that but i think this was just for me because the gameplay was quite straightforward yeah uh, um it didn't it was it was too much padding for me yeah if i'm gonna have a lot of side content i want action all the way yeah you know like lots of buttons to press at once mm -hmm. that kind of thing yeah it's all just basically just x on the xbox it's, it's very simple on the PlayStation. it's adorable and this kind of goes against uh directly against something Pez has said many times before is that he genuinely believes that video games are the future of storytelling and like you can tell a much 
better story through a video game than you can a movie. And for the most part, I'd agree with him. But I think this is one of the rare cases where it's a much better piece of art than it is a video game. Definitely. And I would have rather seen someone like Studio Ghibli do the same stories with the same yes. characters, same visual style. As an anime or something. In a two-hour movie, yeah. a beautiful movie with that soundtrack and everything. 100%. And I would have preferred it, honestly. And um, that's just where, to to, and I agree with you there, Carl. That's a really nice, really nice point. And and I think that that that's just where it just failed for me because I, it mm. wasn't like I was disinterested in the dog, and it wasn't that I would be disinterested in his story. What I was disinterested in was what he would be asking me to do to further that story, <laughs> and it, and that's just what I couldn't do anymore. So I so I got the dog on the boat and I put the the eagle through the um through the Everdor and I got back on the boat and it was just me and the dog and I just looked around and and obviously when when you're allowed to go through the Everdor um when you mm. go to the Everdor all of the spirits pop out in front of their houses at the end which is really really lovely like little yeah. ghosts little ghost versions of them and you can go around and hug each ghost before you actually go through the the Everdor and I just like I I got back on the boat and it had this beautiful scene where all these little ghosts came up and i just looked at the dog and went mate you're for <laughs> you're for another spirit pharaoh mate i'm afraid not me yeah. I, and, and i think that's where like and honestly at this point i was just and for the last couple of spirits because the game is so there's so much egregious process that you have to go through with everything mm. that i just was fed up at this point of the gameplay loop that it then I then remember saying to Amy, I was just like, I can't do him. I can't go through any more of like this spirit faring anymore or looking after or getting resources or whatever. And she just said, um, maybe, and I think this was like a really nice way to look at it. She just said, maybe that's because like some of the spirits, you're just fed up now and need to go. Like you're done with spirit faring. Yeah. And you need to, and you need to go through the door. And, and I think that was a really nice way to look at it. And really It's like, hard as well. Cause I'm not saying like the characters are super well written. Yes. Um, again, it's a bit like um, going back to A Night in the Woods. Yeah. For characters that don't actually speak mm -hmm. to be written so well and have so much character is pretty cool. And Definitely. like, I did get attached, really attached to like Stanley and Atoll and um, Astrid and that. And it, I got know, really attached to Astrid, yeah. Genuinely sad to see them leave. Like, I just to interject there just slightly, Carl, is that when Gwen left, I actually mm. sat in her room for a little bit. Oh, yeah, because you can just, just chill on any yeah, furniture I, in the game, can't And you? I just went in and sat in her room and just had, like, I just thought about her for a bit. Well, I think that's, yeah. like, a, a, again, another a beautiful piece of storytelling is being told when I can go and mourn a character to a degree. So, and I wish maybe one day I'll go back and play it and I will treat it more like. Um, Right today, I'm hanging out with Gwen and doing all Gwen's side missions. Yeah, and you know, I'll I'll just go fishing. We'll go shopping. Like, just really like drag it out with each character so that you get their full story. You know, for each one and their their full outcome because like you can get like you would get little weird items that I never found a use for some of them. Yeah, they were just like, like they just like gives you a lighter yeah, and you find out. They were a just like things to remember and... them by. Yeah, they must have a use though, because they're in like the usable items thing. I'm just wondering if there's like 
something you can do to get like some kind of ultimate ending you know i don't know yeah i'd be interested to see if that's the case i thought it was just like little little things you can just go into your inventory and go oh that's cool they left me that you know just to think mm. of them um I, I think that that's where like i say i want to uh another little thing that i've got written down here that i just saw that just is there's <laughs> this little rap group that you come across the little spirits of oh, the dice boys <laughs> Mate, I'm a hardcore Dice Boys fan. Mate, so cool. Like, there's Roll this little rap group. On me. Yeah. You come up, and, and I feel like that's where some of the writing like that, that really, like, like you say, is like, it's very Night in the Woodsy, very, it is. very, like, yeah, like, it is. like comedy Similar. based, like, sarcastic kind of, um, a little bit of social commentary. It's and nice stuff. to see there's still that kind of sarcasm and humor in the afterlife. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be right at home one day. Yeah no doubt <laughs> and, it, and it was just cool that these they sent you off on like a little mission so you can also do errands and missions for other people and stuff like that um uh, like, tons of side quests yeah, i didn't loads do loads of stuff like francis's stuff and stuff like that who's like yeah. a, who's like a weird little onion man that you can sell like old boots that you fish out of the <laughs> sea to um and he has this song that goes like now he's literally this like hippie hobo yeah. guy on a junk raft yeah and or you know he's coming when you shit. hear that yeah yeah he's literally just like ah oh, you Sails up next to the boat. Yeah, anybody got any crap? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> anybody got any crap for me to put in me crap bowl? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it's like. Um, oh, and um, oh, I almost forgot to mention um, Albert, the shipwright. Oh, for fuck's with sake. With his dad jokes. Yeah, terrible. Mate, jokes. I love a good dad joke, I do. Yeah, I had it. Every time you go to upgrade your ship, he tells you a dad joke. Yeah. Pez is probably wanting to stab his eyes, but I was laughing. <sighs> It's so bad. Like, oh, I had a cousin that had a to that had a, a something made of rubber. He was called Roberto. <laughs> I yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I'm not happy with you for laughing at that girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a. Uh, this is well. No, it's not a guilty pleasure actually. I, I do. I love a dad joke. You do like you do like a like Carl's someone who baffles me because he understands all different facets of comedy, f ranging from fart jokes to you know really cleverly constructed jokes and, and anything from yeah <laughs> anything in between. Carl will laugh at. Um, so yeah, I. I I, I liked the Astrid. Another thing I got written down is that I liked Astrid's um, connection to the war. I like the fact that mm. she speaks about harboring Jews. Yes, which yes. is quite full on. Yeah, and her not knowing, you know, what the implications of that were when she was a girl. She just mm -hmm. wanted to help people. Yeah, like yeah, they've all got. Um, some pretty full on stuff going on there. Yeah, definitely. Which, which I think again, these okay. are effectively again. That's why Stanley hit me as well because of the way he talks about his mum. Yeah, and his dad, and yeah, just oh, if you're a parent, by the way, you're gonna just want to protect Stanley. Yeah, Stanley is super cute. <laughs> Stanley is really cute, and he's really like like awkward and 
Like, oh, and the hug animation for yeah, Stanley as like well. Yeah, he like jumps up and wraps like, himself yeah, around you. Yeah, he full on like jumps up and you yep. like Scrappy do. And when you feed him, he like does that thing that kids do where they put their bowl of cereal on the ground and they sit cross-legged and they're yep. just like, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. All of the animations in regards to the, the eating, in regards to the hugs yeah. and everything, it's all very individual. And again, like the beautiful art style, beautifully like, like really nice. And even though they're repetitive, they never get old because they're just cute. Mm. Um so I another thing we haven't really spoken about is like the abilities you unlock. Do you want to go into that much, Carl? Okay, so yeah, some of them are very obvious platform abilities like double jump. Yeah. Um you can't really have a platformer without double jump. No. <laughs> unless you're gonna give them a grappling hook. Yeah. Um But yeah, some of them are pretty neat. Like I like the way she glides around on her hat mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um there is a secret ability I didn't get to unlock, uh, which is some kind of light beam you can do with the. No, I didn't do that. Everlight. No, I had um, glide. I th- yeah, I think that's all through the dog that neither of us bothered with. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Pez mentioned earlier that the Everlight, the little light that powers the ship and. It becomes all of your tools and abilities. Your fishing rod, everything. Yeah, your fishing rod, your hammer when you're doing blacksmithing, just everything. Um, that's all really well incorporated. Yeah. And um, I would actually be interested to see what this game's like playing through in co-op the whole way through. Yeah, definitely. Like so, two as so cat. when I had Amy, it really yeah. helped. I, I because, bet it made it easier with yeah, the micromanagement. Was, yeah, like Amy, what I done at the end because annoyingly enough, I again, it's just like how things hit me at certain times in this game where I feel like if they'd hit me at different times, I wouldn't have been so frustrated with them. So, mm-hmm. one of the things that Buck is it Buck the the little bird and the yeah, he's like um, I think he's a basilisk. It's like a weird lizard hybrid bird thing. And he and he's tiny, like a little robin, yeah. and he's on the nose of a giant, 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 fucking, like ox. And it, it, the ox is his brother, and he does all the talking. Oh no, sorry, you're thinking of Mickey and um. Yeah. I Damn, what is his little brother's name? I don't know, but anyway, Mickey yeah. and and Thingy, they're like a couple of like gangster brothers. Yeah. who who they talk the talk and they're like like we're from we're from the west side mate and all this like they're like full-on like they're straight up g's yeah that's pretty it much. and and you have to like deck their house out with like sound systems like it's yeah. like a fucking and a classic and a classic like um cribs episode of cribs or something yeah you know? like something like that which is cool they've even got like the because f- each character's got their own instrument that yeah. sort of accompanies them as a theme Mm-hmm. And like you got Alice's like the old harmonica from Western movies and stuff, yeah. and yeah, Mickey shows up and it is just sick fat beats. And when and it's cool because when you talk to them, they do um, they they like talk to you and they like talk about you as if you're part of their gang and they treat mm. you like your bottom feeder to begin with, and then they like you rise up through the ranks of their gang and stuff. But but what the problem with them was, although they were rude to other people and they were just generally a bit annoying, they they asked you to do this thing where you have to get a hundred carrots for them. Oh god, yeah. So I made three farms 
<laughs> I filled every single one of those farms up with fucking carrots. Oh my god, you really went. Yep, me and Amy went ma- mad for it. We went and bought. I bought so many fucking carrot oh, seeds, mate. Oh I went. Dear. I went to three different, um, three different shops and bought all of the carrot seeds. And I the, grew and, you know, three, mate. And yeah, so so. You know, I went all in, mate. And because I had Amy as well, she was planting them in one farm. I was planting them in another. And we were just doing it all and unpicking them. And then they changed it to peaches. Yeah. After me pulling out one carrot, mate. They're like, oh, why have you you got me carrots? No one asked for carrots, you dweeb. Again, at, at this point, it just hit me at the wrong time because I was already getting a little frustrated with the processes of everything. Like Amy, yeah. like Amy, Amy, she really into that kind of thing, so she re- she really liked the process of everything. But when when I had to go and like go into the smithy, and like every single one of my hammer strokes was just so measured, and I was just like, why can they've just made it a fucking hammer shot rather than five? every yeah. single time it's just yeah. like like i said about the sort of the wires the unboxing they like a process in everything yeah there's um, one upgrade you need to finish the story and it needs like six sheets of crystal glass yeah. or something and it is oh my god yeah i i just wanted someone to do that bit for me because yeah, it was just sure just stood there banging a hammer for and, like and like i said minutes. about the the thing you've got a you have to go and mine the ore you then have to put the ore inside of a, a smelter you then have to smelt the ore which is a whole gameplay mechanic within itself you then get an ingot you then need to go from the ingot to the other place on your ship where you then use mm. a smithy and then you need to then go on the smithy where you if you hammer you have to use a hammer on on the bit of metal literally almost amount of, the same amount of times as you would have had to back in the day when people used to use hammers to, <laughs> just movies things and then you finally get it which i mean like again if that's something that you're into as a is a like a a video game player because they're so broad now that like i feel like this game is going to just suit you so well but for me just that process and process and process especially as i felt like i was near the end of the game so i really was like thirsty to hear from from people's stories more like i just want because i I like being told a story mate that's what i'm saying like i just like being told a story rather than just like stuff that's for me not very fun gameplay rather than like something like god of war for example tells me a story but the gameplay in between really suits me as a game player sure you know yeah um but yeah so so that was just uh, when they when they asked me for the carrots and i went to all that effort of like traveling around and getting all the carrots from all different shops and stuff and then they were just like oh no actually we need this instead i was just like oh i'm done with this game like i literally said to amy i was like i'm nearly gonna have to just stop playing because that annoyed me so bad and then but but actually their story and the way that it ended was something that really really touched me and probably touched me the most emotionally yeah um because you find out his little silent bird friend pretty much uh is his brother that uh is in a coma right what so you thought it was the you thought it was the ox talking to you the whole time it is no it's the bird what yeah so the so the bird is like the little chirpy mouthy little brother and the ox is the big angry scary brother that he has to carry around doesn't he with his with his wings all the time oh my god that makes so much more sense and he never moves or never does anything never says anything never reacts to anything at all i just thought it even he was like you know a a boss and he just wanted you know his brother to do all the work nah and then, and then his brother has to turn him even. And that makes when, so much more sense. That then, he's when carrying you, him like a burden. Yeah, and then when you go through the Everdoor, yeah. you realize through the stories that they tell. 
because the little bird tells you a story about his brother that basically one time his brother, because he grew up in a rough area, that his brother yeah. one time just opened up on this guy and killed him. And it was for like a re I think I remember it being for like a reasonable reason. And then he like opened up and killed him, but it was just like because he's a big burly bastard that he ended up like really killing someone, like like beating him to living death. And mm -hmm. that in that moment his big brother died, like the actual person he was died, and after that he was just like this big lump of emotionless meat that yeah. is that is then used as a metaphor as this giant ox that doesn't move. And then when you go through the Everdor, he says that, like, I lost my brother ages ago and I've just been hanging on to what we had when we were little brothers when we were yeah. young and when he had a personality and everything. And actually, he's been dead for years. Um, and that's something that's, like, really hit me of, like, shit, yeah. Yeah, like, that is pretty deep, yeah. You're dragging your brother around, quite literally, your big, barely big brother who's already dead and regardless of whether that's a metaphor for the fact that his soul died when he killed that person he's like just a vessel afterwards or whatever but it was just it was really intense mm. um and really really hit me hard yeah i think it's fucking strong but like i say i don't think there's one ending to any of the characters that is like a feel-good story no it, it's all coming to terms with death which you know, isn't exactly fun and games, right? But um, the, but... It, even the fact that it leaves some of them feeling quite unresolved. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me wonder if there was a use for those items to give but them But I think that's the, that's the beauty that they tell. So some of the things I've got written down, just to finish off now, is it's, it's like the Spiritfarer's overarching story for me is about life specifically more so than death it's about it's about life and how it's lived and that it can be lived in so many different ways and is being lived in so many different ways by everybody listening to this every individual spark on this planet right now that is a human being is living life in a different way albeit that you're a gangster or you're an old lady who's just cute and bakes cakes or whether you're a grumpy teenager or whether you are a family man or whether you are a, a cheater who goes around you know getting high off of you know going behind people's backs or whatever else the the life itself is a beauty and however it's lived is a beauty within itself and it also is, is, of course, about about death, about coming to terms with going to the next place. But what I I wasn't a fan of, uh, and I'll let you carry on, Carl, after this, just because just I've spoken a lot, um, is that it happened to be in the order that I'd done it, that I'd done the bird last. Um, and the bird really goes into like existential dread and goes into like, oh, we're all meaningless pieces of meat that like we're all, we're all atoms. And <laughs> that was it, a bad one to end on. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the only reason that my chair even like even exists is because I sit on it. And then once I die, my chair falls into the nothingness of, of atoms that is everything. And the only reason that anything means anything is because humans do it. But in the end, like everything just returns to being a pointless atom. And I just felt like, I think that like in a lot of ways, life implies death. And if you focus too much on death and what happens next and what's after and all this kind of stuff that you stop living life. And, and I think that that's sure. important. I think that, that 
there's something that I, I that I'm gonna just add on the end here before, like I say, I'll let you really wrap it up, Carl. But there's there's something I I watched a video online the other day, and I've I've dealt a lot in my life with like existential dread. I really had I probably had like five years of my life where I really really would had such a deep deep seated fear of death, that that it it ruined my own life, and that's something that that I can only say is that this this video made me feel great about which is where I am in my life now of like um like imagine imagine waking like going to sleep after or, or imagine waking up after never of 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 being asleep you know um imagine waking up for the first time never of being awake in your life and mm. and um and that's what you done when you woke up when you when you when you when you were born and at that moment, you never question, oh, what is it like being awake? Because you are awake. You just are. Yeah. And that when you die, you don't, you're not going to question going to sleep and never waking up because you, that's what you'll be doing, you know? And that it's not some, I don't know, everything ends and everything stops and it's all black and meaningless and nothing. But the fact that you are living life, the fact that life is a thing that's happening and every single moment that, that passes is in itself amazing and that in the fact that everything's happening right now like the universe is is all around you and you know you can look at yourself as this tiny little thing that means nothing but also nothing else means anything unless you mean something and that you are the center of your own universe and that we're all the center of our own universe and that's not me being like oh it's all about self it's that we are all a part of this energy and, and that the energy never dies and stuff. And I think that that's something that I attach myself to. The, this game got me thinking about a lot. Because um, I think it's easy to to think about death and think, oh my God, um, what is next? What it, like what, This all means nothing. But just enjoy where you are now and where it's going and, the, and, and what you have had and be appreciative of it and stuff like that. It's, it's really lovely. I'll tell you what, it is um, a very nice... Uh... Like you can just see in the credits of the game as well that it's dedicated to all these people in the uh, developers' staff uh, in loving memory of. The list goes on of all the people they've lost and stuff, and we've all lost people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost like a really comforting thing to think of if... Uh, there was a spirit fairer like shepherding your loved ones like that, like yeah. Stella did. Yeah, definitely. You know? um, it would be a cool way to spend, lit, I don't know, your limbo time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just sort of uh, not being think... alone and, and, and having someone to hold your hand till, till whatever happens next. Yeah, and I think that's where the, uh, the only last thing I'll say is that I didn't like the fact that this game left me with this feeling of no matter what you do in the whole of your life, you're alone at the end. And I didn't, I mm. don't think that that's the case. I feel like that when you come to the end, that every single piece of yourself is a piece of something else that you've experienced or picked up along the way. So you are an amalgamation of all those people already. You're yeah. an amalgamation of your and you dads. live on in in yep. those people as well. Exactly, you you live on in those people, but you also people other people live on in you. Like I know mm. that like my granddad lives on in me, in so many of my characteristics, even in the football team I support and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's per- perfect example. Yeah, you pick up traits, uh, teachings, um, old sayings. Yeah, 
you know they're never really gone um and it's just yeah i guess it's just sort of like a this game is like a comforting dream yes in a way and it's and and it's deep it's certainly deep and it's and it's and it gives you this this lovely feeling each time that that the you send the spirit away that they they become a constellation in the sky which is really nice yeah and you can see them at night in the game Mm -hmm. yeah as if they're watching over you which is nice yeah um but yeah carl so just round up your 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 overall thoughts on the overall meaning of it i guess i mean I, i think i just did more or less just like it is a sort of requiem for yes. anyone that's lost somebody. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, just, yeah, it is just so beautifully done. And like I say, uh, I think everyone's going to have a different uh, spirit that they either identify yeah, with more or, nice. or get attached to more. Like me, I, I yeah, obviously Stanley and Atoll. Yeah, and then Pez is just like, yeah, Stanley's cool for a kid, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think again, perhaps at the point that Stanley came along, I was a little bit. I was again, I was just. It was nothing. My my problems with the end of the game were nothing to do with the stories they had to tell me because even the story sure. of the two gangsters and stuff was like, was like heartfelt and well written. It was just the it just annoyed me having to get the stuff to do them. So even with, with Stanley, it was just like, oh, I just mm. don't want to get anything for anybody anymore. Like, that's one, where I was at. One final thing I will touch off on is when I was uh, he was asking for an item this called so a fucking egg. <laughs> and I was like, what's a fucking egg? And it's spelt like it's a German word or something, yeah. right? And it literally, you pester him for clues about it, and it comes out that... Um, he said, because his mum was quite a bitch by the sounds of it and always like shouting at him and that. And he said he used to go into the kitchen in the mornings and if he'd um, pick up one of the eggs, she'd be like, you know, Stanley, leave that fucking egg alone. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So he thought just like eggs were fucking eggs. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But, so... but his, his childlike spelling <laughs> of it is just like, what the fuck No, it's actually German for, for fucking eggs. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, so, yeah so... Oh, I, I, I lolled hard at that Yeah, point. so I, I didn't realise that that was the case and then I got Amy to Google it and then Amy was like, it means fucking egg. I was like, oh, really? And then and then I gave, because I like gave him eggs on toast, I gave him fried eggs, I gave him all these different things so I knew it was an egg. But it's the and way he's, he's said his mum yep. said stanley yep. could you just not touch that fucking egg yeah get away from the fucking thing it's too hard and there's a fucking egg on there like yeah it was so yeah, funny exactly and it's just like it tells like a really funny perspective of like quite like again it's a little bit of like dark humor in the fact that like obviously she was being horrible to him at that point but yeah it's she... like yeah it's just funny isn't it, that he like sees it from that perspective of like oh can you get me a fucking egg and then like you've been like <laughs> pardon it's such a kid that kids say shit like that you're yep. just like trying to figure out what they mean and it's yeah that's yeah. it like my dad stubbed his fucking toe the other day and, like, people, people, like, sorry what was that mate <laughs> my dad needs new shoes because his fucking toe is up yeah, yeah. Out, <laughs> that they just picked up from adult language it's cute yeah um but yeah, I think um, I think it's a game worth playing and just seeing if you like again because we we are still in the midst of our hefty game pass sesh. Um, that, that again we'll be moving off of at some point onto the PlayStation games, which will be which will be interesting to do on Silver Monsters. But but yeah, just give it a go. I think that it's well worth playing, and it is. I'd say it's a good game. I'd give it like if I had to give it like a rating, I'd probably give it like a, a an eight 
or it's yeah. maybe and a 7.5. You, chances are you'll have the time to enjoy it like we didn't really. Yeah, that's it. And I think you, like going that might forward, add a lot more to it. Yeah, I think going forward with with um, Sylph Monsters, that will always be the case because hopefully, obviously, with us planning to do this as a as a job one day, that that we hope that um, you know it's it's we're going to be playing games in more of a crunchy way. So mm-hmm. we've got to like get them done because the podcast comes out every other week and we've got to keep that going. Um, and yeah, so, so there will be times that we can't savor the details as much as we'd like to. Um, but, but certainly for me, this game was just egregious. And I think it would have been egregious if I had all the time in the world too. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. But I'd love to hear from other people as well. Yes, definitely. And just for me, like farming games aren't something I'm really into or anything like that, or like that kind of looting aspect, which is something that I'm yeah, just particularly for me. Like I say, it's all subjective. And someone else, I could totally like Amy. She was obsessed with the very little bits she played at the end. She was like, "Wait, wait, wait! We can't go anywhere. I need to pull the characters out of the ground." You know, she was loving that. <laughs> you know, yes. so so like she would absolutely love playing a game like this. Um, but it really delves into some really nice themes, and I think it's it's interesting. It's not one of those games that leaves a question in your mind. And I think we'll we'll have a little conversation now and again when we call about like what did that mean, you know, in the end. <laughs> no, I'd imagine so. Yeah, which is like nice. say I may very well play it again one day when I'm not pushed for time. But yeah, potentially, yeah. potentially. Um, anything else, then, Carl? Before we finish up, no, I think that about wraps it up. Sweet. Well, this has been Silver Monsters Steel for Humans. Mike for podcasting and um, I've been Ryan the host this has been Carl my co-host and uh, this has been Spiritfarer uh, which is which is a very interesting game and we will a slight spoiler for the next Silver Monsters we will be playing um, Yes Your Grace which is a little 2D um, decision based game which is actually really cool like resource management yeah, game and fun. stuff like that <laughs> um, not resource collecting resource management um, which I'm a little bit more into uh, and and again it was telling, telling a, an interesting story so please do join us not next week because that will be the week that Carl's amazing blog comes out but the week after and that will be Yes Your Grace for the next Silver Monsters and we've got lots in a store for the rest of the year so thank you very much everybody for listening thank you very much Carl for being the fucking again another one of my you've you've formed yourself mate from being um one of my one of my little scurry helpers who who helps with the podcast and this that and the other to being like Luke one of my solid rocks that keeps this whole thing together um oh, thanks mate and that's uh that's amazing mate and uh of course as i mentioned anybody who's listening please check out carl's blog because it is amazing and he's an excellent writer as well as a talker so uh yeah there we are that is silver wants to steal for you as my podcasting and thank you very much thank you thank you again for listening to another pixie gaming podcast uh, whichever one it was you chose to listen to today we are pixie podcast on twitter pixie podcast on instagram pixie gaming podcast on facebook and pixie gaming podcast on youtube and our website is www.pixiepodcast.co.uk thank you so much for listening you're all a bunch of legends and uh, here's a little outro music so enjoy